welcome 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 to sasha speaks i would like to thank you for the listeners who are listening in for today right now it is actually 1 24 in the afternoon eastern time where i'm located in upstate new york um and this is my podcast if you are new to this channel i welcome you all it is free for you're free to listen you're free to give comments you're free to like and give your opinions if you want to at any time or moment after you've listened to the entire episode um and i'm actually just gonna go into it right now so today is sunday and i'm going to actually talk on a hot topic that is currently going on in our society today um i know some of you may not even be from the states but that's okay but i know you're aware of a lot of the things that are happening in the states so i'm actually just gonna give you some insight a little deeper on my end of the spectrum of what's really going on what i think about it and some different perspectives on how I see it from a spiritual side when it comes to believing in God. So let's dive in. So looking at everything that's happening from the protest to civil injustice to people who are upset and confused about a lot of things that are going on to the politics of this country to the election there's like a lot of different things that are going on a lot of uh, noise that's actually going on and there's not a lot of clarity as to what direction people should turn to a lot of people are following each other based on their emotions i tend to notice and some is justified and some is not um and one of the things that i'm actually just gonna pinpoint mainly though i'm just gonna focus on a lot of the things when it comes to our society and how we view each other now keep in mind i'm actually from a mixed background so i'm pretty much mixed with white and black so i see things on both ends so i'm pretty much gonna give both sides to what people have witnessed and what people have seen because i can relate to both sides sides so one of the things i wanted to address is the racism in this country so it seems like there is a lot of things going on in in reference to race and differences and one of the things i noticed is that people are being pulled to one side or the other some people are saying that there's white privilege other people are saying that people are being um basically uh seen as a threat on the side of people who are african-american based on this racism between white people and black people there's a dividing line that has always been there it's just now coming to the forefront because of uh, the presidency and because of all the other stuff that's coming up and the George Floyd situation has highlighted a lot of different things. Um, but my take on it that I want to focus on is that yes, there is a lot of racism that does happen in this country, unfortunately, um, because there are people who come from different backgrounds. There are people who have certain childhoods 
that were different than each other and depending on what where or who they were raised by there are some people who view other people in a certain way whether it's uh, right or wrong um, either way everybody is grown they're raised differently and one of the things that I don't want to focus too much on the differences the main thing I really want to focus is in the midst of the differences what can be the solution so we all know that these situations uh, this topic of racism does occur in a lot of different settings in a lot of different circumstances not all but a lot of them there have been circumstances where there has been a form of racism placed in those situations however um, it shouldn't I don't think it should be used in every situation because not everybody is racist. And I think a lot of people tend to take words and they oversaturate it and they overuse it. Um, and they don't really use it properly based on a certain setting. But the things that are going on today, it's, it's a lot of different things that are happening at one time. So to keep up with those things can be very difficult nonetheless. I don't think that we should mainly focus on racism and the differences that we have. I really feel like the situations that we face are are deeper than skin. I think it's a real the real issue here has to do with the heart of man. The heart of man is an important thing that we need to focus on because even though we as human beings we judge each other by what we see, whether it's the way our hair is made, whether our eye color, what we wear, how we present ourselves in society. Um, God doesn't judge us based on what, what he sees. He judges us based on our heart. And one of the things that I do understand with having a relationship with the Lord is that the way that we tend to view other people is not the way that God views other people and he has a, a great way of viewing us is because he created us the way he created us so <laughs> when you think about it God doesn't judge by what he sees because he knows we have different skin colors we he knows that we have a different eye color than someone else he knows that we have a different hair texture he knows that he made some people tall and then some people short he made people thicker and then he made other people thinner um god knows these things but we have a tendency as human beings to judge each other by what we see and based on what we see we make uh an assumption sometimes those assumptions are not always correct and in doing so it can be damaging in the future if we don't self-evaluate on, on how we view ourselves and how we view other people so also too i also want to address something um as well how does these uh situations correlate with the word of god what does god say about the situation situations that were going on in the United States what do what does God say about the protests what does God say about um the race wars what do, what does God say about the current situations that's happening not only in the United States but all over the world 
um, even with the coronavirus and, you know, the shutdowns and people not being employed and all those things. Um, God has basically, he says a lot. And the main one I'm going to focus on is really the division between white people and black people and the division between our society whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Um, This is pretty much what God says. I'm actually going to go to um, a few scriptures. So if you actually have your Bible, those of you who read the Word of God and actually meditate on the Word of God, um, I'm actually going to go to 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 through 21. And it says, if a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother, whom he have seen, how can he love God, whom he have not seen? And this commandment have we, have we from him, that he who loves God loves his brother also. So I just want to put a pin in that and basically focus a little bit on the breakdown of what God is saying in his word so it's pretty straightforward when it says like like how can you say you love God when you hate your brother and this is this message is pinpointing people who do believe in God there are people who are who may be listening and they may not believe in God per se but they're in politics or they may not you may not believe in God and you judge people based on what you see or you may have certain perspectives on certain situations based on your own opinion or your own perspective but I'm here to give you a different perspective on what God says um to those of you who do believe in God and you are true believers in Christ I'm gonna have to address you in this way based on what God says um and according to what God says is the fact that if you if you love God which believers I'm talking to you if you love God and you say you love God you believe in God you have faith in God um then the Lord is saying if you love God if you say you love him and then you turn around and say you hate your brother who believes in God as well then you are considered as a liar in God in God's eyes because you cannot love God and then hate your neighbor you cannot love God and then hate the person next to you if you truly believe in God if you truly represent Christ if you truly are a believer in Christ you have to love the people around you even if you don't necessarily agree with their perspective as believers in Christ we are we are chosen and called out of darkness to be a light in a dark place and if we don't represent God properly we will be just as bad as those people who don't believe in God in the first place I think we we probably be even considered worse off if you really think about it because we're supposed to be a light in a dark place so my my take on what God is saying is that it is important for us to remember that we are to love people around us even though we might not agree with what people people's opinions are 
we have to be respectful respectful to those around us because God called us to love love each other and yes we are not always going to see eye to eye we are not always going to agree on everything but we have to at least you know hear each other out or give each other a chance to listen to each other's perspective respect each other's perspectives but at the end of the day say I still love you at the end of the day like I don't agree with what you're saying you might not agree but I still love you and if you (laughs) and this is especially to believers like if you if you're a believer and you love God and you know in the heart of hearts you love God but you hate what somebody else stands for whatever movement they stand for um, whatever they're doing how do you know I'm going to challenge you how do you know that that person um, doesn't believe in God let me ask you that and I'm going to give you a spiritual a spiritual take on it. let's do a spiritual spin on it if you love God but then you hate someone else based on a movement or say a certain political party whether it's a democrat or a republican but you still love god right but you hate the person for standing on one side or the other my challenge to you to ask yourself is if you love god but you hate that person based on where where they stand with their beliefs or values or what have you would you consider yourself as a liar to god that you would that you don't even love god to begin with and the reason why I'm asking you that to self-evaluate is the fact that God is asking that question in his scripture. We cannot, we can't love God and then hate our neighbor. We can't love God and then we hate somebody that we don't agree with. That's not how, that's not how we're supposed to be as believers in Christ. As believers in Christ, we have to be a light in a dark place. And if we're not going to be, if we can't be a light in a dark place, God is going to hold us accountable he isn't gonna hold us accountable you can tell your opinion you can say what you need to say without hating someone and you have to be mindful of how you treat people and how you see people whether you're white or black because at the end of the day your the color of your skin doesn't matter what matters is what's in your heart of hearts do you love that person or do you hate that person And if hate is found in your heart, even if it's just a little bit, that's not good in God's eyes. And we as believers, if you find that in your heart as a believer, you have to correct that. And you need to go to God and ask ask God to to forgive you for that. And keep in mind, there's a scripture that says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? Right. So I don't know if you know that scripture, but look it up. The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? And the Lord addresses that our hearts are often deceitful. And even though we might say, oh, I, I, I don't hate I don't hate this person or I don't hate that person. You know, I just feel that X, Y and Z. Well, you better be careful because. If you're not evaluating your heart and going to God and say, Lord, if there's something in my heart that is not of you, please remove it. Then you need to begin and start doing that because you don't want to be found on the day of judgment. And God goes back and he goes over your life and he finds something in your heart that is not like him. And then you have to answer for that. And then you'll be held accountable for that. 
you, you gotta look at the bigger picture like these circumstances that we're in right now these situations have happened before in the past in the history in the history of the United States in the history of the world if you look back at history but in the times we live in today you have to be we as believers have to be very careful on on how we present ourselves to the world because we can have our opinions there's nothing wrong with having our opinions we can have our perspectives and you know how we see things there's nothing wrong with how we view certain things but you have to evaluate how you view certain things because if it's not aligned with what God is saying then we have to correct we have to ask we have to basically correct ourselves or God will correct it for us <laughs> so that is what I feel like God wants me to address I know I stumbled a little bit in the beginning but I feel like in my heart of hearts he wants me to address this situation because everybody's talking about it even people all over the world is talking about it people are talking about the George Floyd situation people are talking about the Black Lives Movement people are talking about um, just the presidency and the United States and what's going on over there and what are they doing and why is all this stuff in the news and 2020 is a crazy year so I want to address that situation as far as racism because yes it does exist but when it comes to God God doesn't God sees our color of our skin because he created the different the different shades and the different colors. But he doesn't focus on them. He focuses on the character of our heart, what's in our heart. Is there unforgiveness there? Is there hatred there? Is there lust? Is there is there certain things that are not of him? He sees all things. So we have to be careful with that. And I'm also going to transition and go into another a few other scriptures i'm not gonna stay on here long because i just want to address and pinpoint specific things that he's telling me to talk about and then i'm gonna end it uh very soon so i want to get straight into the point so the next scripture i'm gonna focus on is matthew chapter 6 verses 14 through 15 and it says for if you forgive other people when they sin against you your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive others their sins your father will not forgive your sins pretty straightforward if you know what i mean when i read this scripture when i first read this scripture when i first became a believer in christ like even today i still read it and i'm like oh lord i need you to help me to do this (laughs) um is to forgive other people when they sin against you there are going to be people who do things and come at you and attack you or criticize you or they could manipulate you or point the finger at you or bash you or call you names or whatever have you especially in the times we live in today but god says when a person sins against you us we as believer as believers have to forgive other people if we do not forgive other people when they do us wrong big or small god our father will not forgive us of our sins So the next time you feel like someone did you wrong, just think of what you did wrong to God. And that will help you to keep you in check. 
when you feel like you need to retaliate or whatever you feel like you need to do when somebody does you wrong. And I'm not trying to make it always just as simple as I'm saying it. No, I'm not saying it. That is easy. And God never pinpointed the things that we need to do as believers. It's going to be an easy road. It's not an easy road. It's a narrow road. (laughs) That is very difficult to be believers in Christ. But the end result is much greater than than the former. Like, you got to keep in mind, if you choose not to forgive other people for what they've done to you, God can't forgive you of what you did to him. So think of all the things in your past that you've ever done wrong. Every sin that you've ever committed. Every lie that you've ever told. And then covered it up on top of that or been in denial about it and acted as if you never did any wrong to begin with. Think of all those things that you've done that you know you did wrong. You know you did wrong. I don't have to know it, but you know it. And God knows it. Just think about those things of all the things that you've ever done wrong in God's sight. God sees everything. You can't hide nothing. You can try to, but he sees everything. Think of all those things that you've done wrong in God's sight. Whenever you feel like you don't want to forgive somebody, think of those things that you've done wrong to God. And then reconsider what you do from there. Because again we all will be held accountable on judgment day and everything we don't if we don't ask God if we want God to forgive us of our sins past present or even in the near future if we make mistakes because we're not perfect then we need to learn or ask God to help us to forgive other people when they sin against us when they trespass against us when they do us wrong God said in his word, and I'll give you a bonus because I wasn't even going to mention the scripture. So, you know, this is the Holy Spirit speaking. God says in his word that vengeance is mine. Vengeance belongs to God, not you. So as much as you might get angry, well, here's another one. You could get angry, but sin not. That's another scripture. There you go. You got two bonus scriptures that I wasn't, it didn't come from me. Vengeance belongs to God. Vengeance is mine. (laughs) Being angry, but sin not. So you can be angry, but don't allow yourself to be consumed by it to the point where it'll, it'll get you, it'll control you to the point where you'll do something that you might regret in the future. God sees all things. He watches us. He knows the injustice that happens. He knows the ins and outs. He knows the minds of those who think the things that they do. And he will hold people accountable for what they choose to do. Whether just or unjust. Whether the righteous or the wicked. But we have to be accountable for our actions and how we treat ourselves and how we treat other people regardless of the differences. It's good to voice your opinion. There's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent as well. 
in this year of 2020, this is a time to speak. As you see in the news, there are so many things going on. People are talking about so many different topics. People are addressing their concerns. That is not the issue. The issue lies is when we get so caught up in our own agendas that we miss what God is, is speaking. So that is my encouragement for you. Any of those who need to hear that scripture. And I have two more and then I am done. And I actually think we're going to take a little break because that was a lot in one setting. (laughs) So when I come back, I'm going to address the last two scriptures and then we'll get right. We'll end it there. Welcome back to the recording. I am going to go back into the scriptures that I was going to mention before. So let's see. I'm actually, hmm, let's see. It is going to be from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. So it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed in to the day of redemption. Verse 31. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking, but put away from you with all malice, and be you kind to one another, or one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. That's a lot, ain't it? That's a lot. To let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and malice go like lord do we really have to let it go like i really don't feel like letting it go right now because do you really see what's going on do you see the injustice that's happening in our society today do you see what people are taking advantage of this community and that community is not being as empathetic or sympathetic towards each other or people are not listening to each other or people are not changing they're not willing to do what they need to do do you understand lord what's really going on i don't think you really understand because if you did you would not be asking me to let all of these things go but that's the point god does see all of the things that are going on but what he needs you to do is put all of that away If you choose not to, you will become just as bad as the person who decides to stay in bitterness, to stay in wrath, to stay angry, to stay being in clamor, to stay evil speaking against, to, to speak evil to each other. You as a believer would be just as bad as somebody who was in the world. You'll be no better than them. And it's not to say that you're higher or more righteous than them because you're a believer. But God is saying there's no point in doing so. It doesn't change anything. You speaking up is one thing, but you being in bitterness, becoming bitter, and staying angry, it's almost like holding a grudge. You holding a grudge is not going to change anything. It's going to change you. It's going to change your heart. It's going to change the way you treat other people. 
but it's not going to change the situation. There's other ways that you can handle the situation. So he said, and then he says it, and be you kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Is it easy to do that? No, it's not. It's not easy to do it. And I think that's why God be asking us to do it too, is because it's not easy. If it was, we'd be good. But it, but it's not, and that's why we need God's help, and that's why we have to surrender and give it to God. I'm not saying don't just sit around and do nothing. Yes, yeah, speak out. Go to the, meet with the people who are in power. Write letters. Um, sit with the politicians or write letters to the politicians. Do what you need to do as far as when it comes to policies and laws and things like that. If you're going to do something, then go that way. Go towards the law. If you want to make the change, go to the people who are in power, who make these policies, and go against them. You sit down in the offices. Make conference, conference calls. Call up people. Do things like that. But don't let it consume you to the point where you become bitter and you stay in anger and wrath. That's that's not good. That's not what God wants us to do. We can make the change, but don't let it consume you to the point where you lose yourself in it too. My last scripture. Matthew 18 verses 21 through 22. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. (laughs) 77 times? trying to make a point here 77 times right so my goodness how many times shall I forgive Woo! for somebody to ask Jesus that this was Peter Peter was asking Jesus Lord how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me he was wondering in his heart of hearts how many times do I have to just can I just forgive him one time and that's it (laughs) that's the human side coming out (laughs) because it's hard to do if somebody does you wrong over and 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 over is it can we actually forgive why should I forgive that's what we want to say right why should I forget what somebody did me wrong especially the history if you look at the history, if you want to really talk about the, the Black Lives Movement or you want to talk about like racism and you want to look at the history of American history back to slavery time, even though people don't want to talk about it and want to say, oh, that's the past, that's the past. Well, there's remnants. <laughs> how in, 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 our, in, in people's perspective, there's like, well, how many times should I forgive? Why should I forgive this person if this person keeps doing it from generation to generation to generation to generation? according to history but God is saying Jesus is like forgive them not seven times but 77 times 
That's, that's, even though it's tough, Jesus is saying, you forgive them. It doesn't matter how many times they sin against you. It doesn't matter how many times somebody does you wrong. It doesn't matter how many times people have taken advantage of your kindness or weakness. It doesn't even have to be a racist situation. It could just be people being people. It could be a family member that did you wrong, took your money, didn't pay you back, abused you when you was a kid, molested you when you was a child, or a friend of the family. It could be anything, really. And Jesus still says, forgive them. And you don't, and remember, he's not saying to forgive them for them. Jesus says to forgive them for you. See, when you forgive someone, you are releasing that person, whatever that burden was that that person put on your life, you're releasing that burden from your life so you can move forward and have prosperous relationships. Sometimes relationships don't work, whether it's with family members, friends, uh, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends. It's because of our past, the unforgiveness that we had in the past based on what someone in the past did to us. And we don't realize that we keep holding on to it and it carries from relationship to relationship to relationship. And it affects each relationship we have in the future. So when it's important to forgive, not for them, but for us. So we can move forward in life and be successful. So I hope this helps with, you know, everything that I've been talking about today. I know it's like so much stuff that I could address in this episode, but there's not enough time. And I wanted to just pinpoint the things, the main things that God is really talking to my heart about. And he's really been pushing it like you really need to talk about this stuff because this is important. Everybody else is having their opinion. But now it's time for me pretty much to say what I need to say. This is what I feel like the Lord is saying. Like he really wants to address unforgiveness, unforgiveness, hatred, hatred and unforgiveness. We need to love each other. We need to forgive each other we need to release those those situations to God and let him sort out the things we can't control but the things that we can let's make the change and he'll help us each step of the way thank you for listening to Sasha Speaks I try to upload as much as I can like I said it's a lot of stuff going on but I'll keep you guys posted thank you so much bye-bye Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sasha Speaks. I would like to thank you for the listeners who are listening in for today. Right now it is actually 1.24 in the afternoon, Eastern Time, where I'm located in upstate New York. Um, And this is my podcast. If you are new to this channel, I welcome you all. It is free for, you're free to listen, you're free to give comments, you're free to like and give your opinions if you want to at any time or moment after you've listened to the entire episode. Um, And I'm actually just going to go into it right now. So today is Sunday and I'm going to actually talk on 
a hot topic that is currently going on in our society today. Um, I know some of you may not even be from the States, but that's okay. But I know you're aware of a lot of the things that are happening in the States. So I'm actually just going to give you some insight a little deeper on my end of the spectrum of what's really going on, what I think about it, and some different perspectives on how I see it from a spiritual side when it comes to believing in God. So let's dive in. So looking at everything that's happening from the protests to civil injustice to people who are upset and confused about a lot of things that are going on to the politics of this country to the election there's like a lot of different things that are going on a lot of uh, noise that's actually going on and there's not a lot of clarity as to what direction people should turn to a lot of people are following each other based on their emotions I tend to notice and some is justified and some is not um, and one of the things that I'm actually just going to pinpoint mainly though I'm just going to focus on a lot of the things when it comes to our society and how we view each other. Now, keep in mind, I'm actually from a mixed background, so I'm pretty much mixed with white and black. So I see things on both ends. So I'm pretty much going to give both sides to what people have witnessed and what people have seen because I can relate to both sides. So one of the things I wanted to address is the racism in this country so it seems like there's a lot of things going on in in reference to race and differences and one of the things I notice is that people are being pulled to one side or the other some people are saying that there's white privilege other people are saying that people are being um, basically Uh, seen as a threat on the side of people who are African-American based on this racism between white people and black people. There is a dividing line that has always been there. It's just now coming to the forefront because of uh, the presidency and because of all the other stuff that's coming up. And the George Floyd situation has highlighted a lot of different things. Um, But my take on it that I want to focus on is that yes there is a lot of racism that does happen in this country unfortunately um, because there are people who come from different backgrounds there are people who have certain childhoods that were different than each other and depending on what where or who they were raised by There are some people who view other people in a certain way, whether it's uh, right or wrong. Um, Either way, everybody is grown. They're raised differently. And one of the things that I don't want to focus too much on the differences. The main thing I really want to focus is in the midst of the differences, what can be the solution? So we all know that these situations this topic of racism does occur in a lot of different settings and a lot of different circumstances not all but a lot of them there have been circumstances where there has been 
a form of racism placed in those situations. However, um, it shouldn't, I don't think it should be used in every situation because not everybody is racist. And I think a lot of people tend to take words and they oversaturate it and they overuse it. Um, and they don't really use it properly based on a certain setting. But the things that are going on today, it's it's a lot of different things that are happening at one time. So to keep up with those things can be very difficult. Nonetheless, I don't think that we should mainly focus on racism and the differences that we have. I really feel like the, the situations that we face are are deeper than skin. I think it's a real, the real issue here has to do with the heart of man. The heart of man is an important thing that we need to focus on because even though we as human beings, we judge each other by what we see, whether it's the way our hair is made, whether our eye color, what we wear, how we present ourselves in society, um, God doesn't judge us based on what what he sees. He judges us based on our heart. And one of the things that I do understand with having a relationship with the Lord is that the way that we tend to view other people is not the way that God views other people. And he has a great way of viewing us is because he created us the way he created us. So <laughs> when you think about it, God doesn't judge by what he sees because he knows we have different skin colors. We, he knows that we have a different eye color than someone else. He knows that we have a different hair texture. He knows that he made some people tall and then some people short. He made people thicker and then he made other people thinner. Um, God knows these things, but we have a tendency as human beings to judge each other by what we see. And based on what we see, we make uh, an assumption. Sometimes those assumptions are not always correct. And in doing so, it can be damaging in the future if we don't um, self-evaluate um, on how we view ourselves and how we view other people. So also, too, I also want to address something um, as well. How does these... Uh, situations correlate with the word of God. What does God say about the situation, situations that were going on in the United States? What do, what does God say about the protests? What does God say about um, the race wars? What do, what does God say about the current situations that's happening, not only in the United States but all over the world, um, even with the coronavirus and you know, the shutdowns and people not being employed and all those things. Um, God has, basically, he says a lot. And the main one I'm going to focus on is really the division between white people and black people. And the division between our society, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, um, this is pretty much what God says. I'm actually going to go to um, a few scriptures. So if you actually have your Bible, those of you who read the word of God and actually meditate on the word of God, um, I'm actually going to go to 
1 John chapter 4, verses 20 through 21. And it says, If a man say, I love God, and hate his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we, have we from him, that he who loves God loves his brother also. So I just want to put a pin in that and basically focus a little bit on the breakdown of what God is saying in his word. So it's pretty straightforward when it says like, like how can you say you love God when you hate your brother? And this is this message is pinpointing people who do believe in God. There are people who are who may be listening and they may not believe in God per se, but they're in politics or they may not you may not believe in God and you judge people based on what you see or you may have certain perspectives on certain situations based on your own opinion or your own perspective. But I'm here to give you a different perspective on what God says. Um, to those of you who do believe in God and you are true believers in Christ, I'm going to have to address you in this way based on what God says. Um, and according to what God says is the fact that if you, if you love God, which believers, I'm talking to you, if you love God, and you say you love God, you believe in God, you have faith in God. Um, then the Lord is saying, if you love God, if you say you love him, and then you turn around and say you hate your brother, who believes in God as well, then you are considered as a liar in, God, in God's eyes. Because you cannot love God and then hate your neighbor. You cannot love God and then hate the person next to you. If you truly believe in God, if you truly represent Christ, if you truly are a believer in Christ, you have to love the people around you, even if you don't necessarily agree with their perspective. As believers in Christ, we are we are chosen and called out of darkness to be a light in a dark place. And if we don't represent God properly, we will be just as bad as those people who don't believe in God in the first place. I think we would probably be even considered worse off if you really think about it, because we're supposed to be a light in a dark place. So my, my take on what God is saying is that it is important for us to remember that we are to love people around us, even though we might not agree with what people, people's opinions are. We have to be respectful, respectful to those around us because God called us to love, love each other. And yes, we are not always going to see eye to eye. We are not always going to agree on everything, but we have to at least, you know, hear each other out or give each other a chance to listen to each other's perspective, respect each other's perspectives. But at the end of the day, say I still love you at the end of the day. Like, I don't agree with what you're saying. You might not agree, but I still love you. And if you, and this is especially to believers, like, if you, if you're a believer and you love God and you know in the heart of hearts you love God, but you hate what somebody else stands for, whatever movement they stand for, 
um, whatever they're doing, how do you know, I'm going to challenge you, how do you know that that person um, doesn't believe in God? Let me ask you that. And I'm going to give you a spiritual a spiritual take on it. Let's do a spiritual spin on it. If you love God, but then you hate someone else based on a movement or, say, a certain political party, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, but you still love God, right? But you hate the person for standing on one side or the other. My challenge to you to ask yourself is if you love God, but you hate that person based on where where they stand with their beliefs or values or what have you, would you consider yourself as a liar to God that you would that you don't even love God to begin with? And the reason why I'm asking you that to self-evaluate is the fact that God is asking that question in his scripture. We cannot, (laughs) we can't love God and then hate our neighbor. We can't love God and then we hate somebody that we don't agree with. That's not how, that's not how we're supposed to be as believers in Christ. As believers in Christ, we have to be a light in a dark place. And if we're not going to be, if we can't be a light in a dark place, God is going to hold us accountable he is going to hold us accountable you can tell your opinion you can say what you need to say without hating someone and you have to be mindful of how you treat people and how you see people whether you're white or black because at the end of the day your the color of your skin doesn't matter what matters is what's in your heart of hearts do you love that person or do you hate that person and if hate is found in your heart, even if it's just a little bit, that's not good in God's eyes. And we as believers, if you find that in your heart as a believer, you have to correct that. And you need to go to God and ask, ask God to, to forgive you for that. And keep in mind, there, there's a scripture that says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? Right. So I don't know if you know that scripture, but look it up. The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? And the Lord addresses that our hearts are often deceitful. And even though we might say, oh, I, I, I don't hate I don't hate this person or I don't hate that person. You know, I just feel that X, Y and Z. Well, you better be careful, because if you're not evaluating your heart and going to God and say, Lord, if there's something in my heart that is not of you, please remove it. Then you need to begin and start doing that because you don't want to be found on the day of judgment. And God goes back and he goes over your life and he finds something in your heart that is not like him. And then you have to answer for that. And then you'll be held accountable for that. You got to look at the bigger picture like These circumstances that we're in right now, these situations have happened before in the past in the history, in the history of the United States, in the history of the world, if you look back at history. But in the times we live in today, you have to be, we as believers have to be very careful on on how we present ourselves to the world because we can have our opinions. There's nothing wrong with having our opinions. We can have our perspectives and, you know, how we see things. There's nothing wrong with how we view certain things, but you have to evaluate how you view certain things, because if it's not aligned with what God is saying, then we have to correct. We have to ask. We have to basically correct ourselves. 
or God will correct it for us. <laughs> so that is what I feel like God wants me to address. I know I stumbled a little bit in the beginning, but I feel like in my heart of hearts, he wants me to address this situation because everybody's talking about it. Even people all over the world is talking about it. People are talking about the George Floyd situation. People are talking about the Black Lives Movement. People are talking about um, just the presidency and the United States and what's going on over there. And what are they doing? And why is all this stuff in the news? And 2020 is a crazy year. So I want to address that situation as far as racism. Because yes, it does exist. But when it comes to God, God doesn't. God sees our color of our skin because he created the different the different shades and the different colors. But he doesn't focus on them. He focuses on the character of our heart. What's in our heart? Is there unforgiveness there? Is there hatred there? Is there lust? Is there is there certain things that are not of him? He sees all things. So we have to be careful with that. And I'm also going to transition and go into another a few other scriptures. I'm not going to stay on here long because I just want to address and pinpoint specific things that he's telling me to talk about. And then I'm going to end it uh, very soon. So I want to get straight into the point. So the next scripture I'm going to focus on is Matthew chapter six, verses 14 through 15. And it says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Pretty straightforward if you know what I mean. When I read this scripture, when I first read this scripture, when I first became a believer in Christ, like even today I still read it and I'm like, oh. Lord, I need you to help me to do this, <laughs> um, is to forgive other people when they sin against you. There are going to be people who do things and come at you and attack you or criticize you or they could manipulate you or point the finger at you or bash you or call you names or whatever have you, especially in the times we live in today. But God says, when a person sins against you, us, we as believer, as believers, have to forgive other people. If we do not forgive other people when they do us wrong, big or small, God, our Father, will not forgive us of our sins. So the next time you feel like someone did you wrong, just think of what you did wrong to God. And that will help you to keep you in check when you feel like you need to retaliate or whatever you feel like you need to do when somebody does you wrong. And I'm not trying to make it always oh, just as simple as I'm saying it. No, I'm not saying it. That is easy. And God never pinpointed the things that we need to do as believers. It's going to be an easy road. It's not an easy road. It's a narrow road. That it is very difficult to be believers in Christ. But the end result is much greater than than the former. Like, you got to keep in mind, if you choose not to forgive other people for what they've done to you, God can't forgive you of what you did to him. 
So think of all the things in your past that you've ever done wrong. Every sin that you've ever committed. Every lie that you've ever told. And then covered it up on top of that or been in denial about it and acted as if you never did any wrong to begin with. Think of all those things that you've done that you know you did wrong. You know you did wrong. I don't have to know it, but you know it. And God knows it. Just think about those things of all the things that you've ever done wrong in God's sight. God sees everything. You can't hide nothing. You can try to, but he sees everything. Think of all those things that you've done wrong in God's sight. Whenever you feel like you don't want to forgive somebody, think of those things that you've done wrong to God. And then reconsider what you do from there. Because, again, we all will be held accountable on Judgment Day. And everything we don't, if we don't ask God, if we want God to forgive us of our sins, past, present, or even in the near future, if we make mistakes because we're not perfect, then we need to learn or ask God to help us to forgive other people when they sin against us when they trespass against us, when they do us wrong. God said in his word, and I'll give you a bonus because I wasn't even going to mention the scripture. So you know this is the Holy Spirit speaking. (laughs) God says in his word that vengeance is mine. Vengeance belongs to God, not you. So as much as you might get angry, oh, here's another one. You could get angry, but sin not. That's another scripture. There you go. You got two bonus scriptures that I wasn't, it didn't come from me. Vengeance belongs to God. Vengeance is mine. (laughs) Being angry, but sin not. So you can be angry, but don't allow yourself to be consumed by it to the point where it'll, it'll get you It'll control you to the point where you'll do something that you might regret in the future. God sees all things. He watches us. He knows the injustice that happens. He knows the ins and outs. He knows the minds of those who think the things that they do. And he will hold people accountable for what they choose to do. Whether just or unjust. Whether the righteous or the wicked. But we have to be accountable for our actions and how we treat ourselves and how we treat other people, regardless of the differences. It's good to voice your opinion. There's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent as well. In this year of 2020, this is a time to speak. As you see in the news, there are so many things going on. People are talking about so many different topics. People are addressing their concerns. That is not the issue. The issue lies is when we get so caught up in our own agendas that we miss what God is is speaking. So that is my encouragement for you, any of those who need to hear that scripture. And I have two more and then I am done. And I actually think we're going to take a little break because that was a lot in one setting. (laughs) So when I come back, I'm going to address the last two scriptures and then we'll get right We'll end it there. Welcome back to the recording. I am going to go back into the 
scriptures that I was going to mention before. So let's see. I'm actually, hmm, let's see. It is going to be from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. So it says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed in to the day of redemption. Verse 31, Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking, but put away from you, with all malice, and be you kind to one another, or one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. That's a lot, ain't it? It's a lot. To let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and malice go? Like, Lord, do we really have to let it go? Like, I really don't feel like letting it go right now because do you really see what's going on? Do you see the injustice that's happening in our society today? Do you see what people are taking advantage of? This community and that community is not being as empathetic or sympathetic towards each other or people are not listening to each other or people are not changing they're not willing to do what they need to do. Do you understand, Lord, what's really going on? I don't think you really understand. Because if you did, you would not be asking me to let all of these things go. But that's the point. God does see all of the things that are going on. But what he needs you to do is put all of that away. If you choose not to, you will become just as bad as the per person who decides to stay in bitterness, to stay in wrath, to stay angry, to stay being in clamor, to stay evil speaking against, to, to speak evil to each other. You as a believer would be just as bad as somebody who was in the world. You would be no better than them. And it's not to say that you're higher or more righteous than them because you're a believer. But God is saying that it does you, there's no point in doing so. It doesn't change anything. You speaking up is one thing, but you being in bitterness, becoming bitter, and staying angry, it's almost like holding a grudge. You holding a grudge is not going to change anything it's going to change you it's going to change your heart it's going to change the way you treat other people but it's not going to change the situation there's other ways that you can handle the situation so he said and then he says it and be you kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another is it easy to do that no it's not it's not easy to do it and I think that's why God be asking us to do it too. It's because it's not easy. If it was, we'd be good. But it, but it's not. And that's why we need God's help. And that's why we have to surrender and give it to God. I'm not saying don't just sit around and do nothing. Yes, yeah, speak out. Go to the, meet with the people who are in power. Write letters. 
um, sit with the politicians or write letters to the politicians. Do what you need to do as far as when it comes to policies and laws and things like that. If you're going to do something, then go that way. Go towards the law. If you want to make the change, go to the people who are in power, who make these policies and go against them. You sit down in the offices, make conference, conference calls, call up people, do things like that. But don't let it consume you to the point where you become bitter and you stay in anger and wrath. That's that's not good. That's not what God wants us to do. We can make the change, but don't let it consume you to the point where you lose yourself in it, too. My last scripture. Matthew 18 verses 21 through 22. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. <laughs> 77 times? <laughs> trying to make a point here 77 times right so my goodness how many times shall i forgive Woo! for somebody to ask jesus that this was peter peter was asking jesus lord how many times shall i forgive my brother or sister who sins against me he was wondering in his heart of hearts how many times do i have to just can I just forgive him one time? And that's, <laughs> that's the human side coming out <laughs> because it's hard to do. If somebody does you wrong over and 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 over. Is it, can we actually forgive? Why should I forgive? That's what we want to say, right? Why should I forgive what somebody did me wrong? Especially the history. If you look at the history, if you want to really talk about the, the Black Lives Movement or you want to talk about like racism and you want to look at the history of American history back to slavery time, even though people don't want to talk about it and want to say, oh, that's the past, that's the past. Well, there's remnants. <laughs> How in 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 our in in people's perspective, there's like, well, how many times should I forgive? Why should I forgive this person if this person keeps doing it from generation to generation to generation to generation, according to history? But God is saying, Jesus is like, forgive them, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That's that's even though it's tough, Jesus is saying, you forgive them. It doesn't matter how many times they sin against you. It doesn't matter how many times somebody does you wrong. It doesn't matter how many times people have taken advantage of your kindness or weakness. It doesn't even have to be a racist situation. It could just be people being people. It could be a family member that did you wrong, took your money, didn't pay you back, abused you when you was a kid, molested you when you was a child, or a friend of the family. It could be anything, really. And Jesus still says, forgive them. And you don't, and remember, he's not saying to forgive them for them. 
Jesus says to forgive them for you. See, when you forgive someone, you are releasing that person, whatever that burden was that that person put on your life, you're releasing that burden from your life so you can move forward and have prosperous relationships. Sometimes relationships don't work, whether it's with family members, friends, uh, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends. It's because of our past, the unforgiveness that we had in the past based on what someone in the past did to us. And we don't realize that we keep holding on to it and it carries from relationship to relationship to relationship. And it affects each relationship we have in the future. So when it's important to forgive, not for them, but for us. So we can move forward in life and be successful. So I hope this helps with, you know, everything that I've been talking about today. I know it's like so much stuff that I could address in this episode, but there's not enough time. And I wanted to just pinpoint the things, the main things that God is really talking to my heart about. And he's really been pushing it like you really need to talk about this stuff because this is important. Everybody else is having their opinion. But now it's time for me pretty much to say what I need to say. This is what I feel like the Lord is saying. Like he really wants to address unforgiveness, unforgiveness, hatred, hatred and unforgiveness. We need to love each other. We need to forgive each other. And we need to release those those situations to God and let him sort out the things we can't control. But the things that we can, let's make the change. And he'll help us each step of the way. Thank you for listening to Sasha Speaks. I try to upload as much as I can. Like I said, it's a lot of stuff going on, but I'll keep you guys posted. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.